This episode of the Skift podcast features a discussion from a recent online Skift event. To join us and learn more about future Skift events, visit live.skift.com. Please welcome co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Clear, Karen Seidman-Becker, in discussion with Skift senior travel tech editor, Sean O'Neill. Hi, Karen. Hi. They told me not to swivel. <laughs> they told me the same thing. Yeah. Um, the last time we met, we were mentioning this backstage before we come on, was in a much less glamorous place than the TWA Hotel. It was in uh, a airless, it was in Midtown in 2018 in an airless uh, fishbowl conference room. It was about 20 square feet or so on top of each other. And the idea of an IPO was still a little bit of a distant vision, and Karen was telling me about why ClearSecure, as a membership-based uh, biometric identity company, uh, had just tremendous potential as a platform. And I said, you know, well, it's hard for me to believe that. It seems more like it's like a, a sort of like a privatized airport security service, and there's not a lot of, of a frequent use case for that. So the, 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 the potential audience must be very small. Um, and I don't even know if we actually ended up writing a story out of the... <laughs> out of the article. I vowed you, huh? Yeah. No, no, it was, so the the thing is, this year you've had the, you know, travel's biggest IPO of the year. What is your market cap uh, about? Uh, It's a little over six billion dollars. Okay. Six and a half. So if that's not six billion uh, fuck yous to all the white male know-it-alls that you've had to put up with for the past decade, um, uh, congratulations on on the IPO. That's excellent. Thank you. Um, so I'd like to talk about Health Pass because everyone who came in here used Clear's Health Pass. It helped make our event much more seamless. We've gotten some praise about the, everything. So how is Health Pass working for you as a product? Uh, Health Pass has been an extraordinary product and one that really aligns with our mission of making experiences safer and easier. So I have to say, when you get up out of bed every day and know that you're making the world a better place, um, it feels really good and it's really important because this is about frictionless experiences, right? This is not about taking cards out of your wallet and here's my skift, you know, ID that I got here and here's my driver's license and here's my vaccine card or my test results. That's not frictionless. And so the feedback and the understanding that the brand carries um, well beyond travel into so many verticals and has become part of people's daily habit, to your point, sort of our view is always 12 times a year to 12 times a day to make clear your daily habit in travel, sports and entertainment, getting into office buildings, concerts, events, payment. And so it's happening, and it's happening at such an incredibly important time. Our entire team is taking um, so much pride in in our part of this. That's incredible. And so this was an example of sort of a product extension, so the health pass, because you already had that audience, you were able to add on, and there's more product extensions that are potential, right? When you look at clear, yes, uh, (laughs) to answer the question, when you look at clear foundationally, we always said we are a secure identity platform. It starts with you, which is why our ticker symbol is Y-O-U, and that because you are you, you are all the cards in your wallet, driver's license, credit card, building access card, employment status, um, you know, uh, keys and passport and healthcare ID. You think about all these cards. 
But what we realized last March was that there was going to be another card in your wallet, and that's a vaccine <laughs> card. We were already using it. I had gone to Kenya a few years ago and took out my yellow fever card, which was a yellow card, and they said, don't lose it. And I lose everything and don't like to carry anything. So clear is definitely founded in how I want to live my life, um, which is ultimate productivity and consistency. And so when you start to think about the product extensions and the total journey, so we launched a product called Home to Gate, which is on your mobile phone. You type in your flight number, and it tells you when to leave for the airport to get to your gate with 35 minutes to go because we put together traffic plus uh, how the walk to the clear lane, how long it takes to get through the clear lane, which averages less than five minutes, the walk from the clear lane to your gate. We've mapped that all together at one, all you have to do is put in your flight number. Well, then you can start to pull in other things, like do you want a car to pull up then? What do you want to order? Because we know the what you know that there's a Starbucks, which is important to me, yeah, getting the 6 a.m. flight <laughs> right from the uh, clear lane to your gate. And so there's products like that. We're going to be launching pre-check. Uh, we're going, we have already a product to come back into the country through a fast lane called ClearPass in partnership with CBP. We have HealthPass. Uh, we've done biometric beer and, and concessions because you are your driver's license, you are your credit card. Biometric it's, beer, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's game changing. <laughs> and so it is this moment of coming back better, the future of travel and the future of so many experiences in this convenience economy is about being better, safer, and easier. How we went out is not how we need to be coming back. That and so sense. I think it's created a moment for people to rethink the customer experience and rethink safety. People were getting flu and norovirus and things like that before this. Who, like, that's not acceptable anymore when the person next to you at work is like sneezing all over you. It might not be COVID, but... Right, right. it's changed our expectations and behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so this dovetails into what uh, the CEO of Booking Holdings earlier today was talking about, the connected trip strategy. He feels like broadly there's a real opportunity for a lot of companies to try to knit together all the things that you're saying. Like it's not just, right now air is treated by one thing, cruise is treated in another, and how to make, and so clear is also sort of a, a play in that, right? Absolutely. We consider ourselves the glue, right, that, that holds it all together. And Glenn's exactly right, which is when you think of all the different, I think of like staccato points in your trip, you're either figuring out what the traffic is, where you should park, or you're calling a ride share, you're figuring out what terminal, what gate, the walk, then you're doing the bag drop, then you're doing the lounge, then you're get boarding, then you're getting another car, figuring out what door that is, right. canceling it, you know, the wrong door, then you're checking in into the hotel, you're showing them your driver's license, your credit card, you're showing up at the event, you're showing them your registration, like, that's nuts. This is one journey. It is nuts. And, and so, again, safer and easier, trusted and frictionless, and innovation, not just clear, although we think clear is you know crucial puts it all together and drives trust of who are you who am i in the shared economy and uh and, and i think again it's the expectation you can sit at home we were saying before it i want to watch tv boom right i want tacos to my couch uh, customer boom. expectations in this era has economy changed, so it's let's... absolutely mm -hmm. the expectation mm -hmm. and travel mm -hmm. needs to lead on that because it is the hospitality you know experience totally I want to build one more thing on this point, which is uh, there's a Substack newsletter writer, uh, Bern Hobart, uh, who, who I like, uh, and he did a review about Clear, and he was making the point, it just what's the one next level after this platform? So if you have a membership-based biometric security platform, um, in the real world today, if you go to a Michelin star restaurant, if you go to a very popular club, 
uh, the mater d or the, you know, the owner can lift the velvet rope if they recognize you as a, a regular or as a celebrity, but it's all informal. None of that is in a digitized, organized process. And so in, in theory, a biometric uh, security company that's membership-based can sort of open that up and they call it, Burns' words where it was, uh, do you know who I am as a service? Um, and, and so you, you do see that as, as you get into events and... It's funny, when people are doing, when they recognize someone, that's subjective facial recognition, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. And so the whole point of, again, first of all, always important, always opting in. But if I want to be known and I want to share that information, so you raise an interesting point on restaurants, which is we've partnered with Open Table and with Resi to integrate Health Pass, because today, right, you're having to show, and so that it will be integrated into your reservation. So they'll say, hi, Sean, welcome back. They know you're vaccinated. That is a better experience than having to stop you and do all these things. But next after that, what about knowing your allergies? Every time I go to a restaurant, I tell them that my son's allergic to sesame, my daughter's allergic to this, and like, it's over and over again. Those things are part of who I am. They're part of my identity. And I want to share them for that safer and easier experience. So you start to think about these integrations. And do you know who I am sounds elitist. I think that, you know, and I think turning it the other way, if I want to be known, mm -hmm. I want to have a customized and personalized experience. Mm -hmm. I want to marry my online and offline, you know, experience or preferences. And I don't want to have to repeat them a hundred times. I don't want a clipboard anymore at the doctor's office. Sure. So I think that's where the world is going in the best way possible for consumers and for partners, for hotels, for cruises, for ride shares, for airlines to come back better and make sure they never shut down again and delight consumers. And I believe you can have the end. Okay, so Glenn Fogel, if you're listening, it's only $6.5 billion, so you can get this company, get the connected trip. Um, I'm wondering if, you, you know, I could build on the issue of security. You've talked with Kara Swisher about uh, security before you've talked in the whole investor things. But it does still stick in the back of my mind that Clear is like one bad hacker away from writing down your value to zero because if I lose a password, I can always change my password. But I've only got one face. So how do you address the security issue that some people may still be worried about? So it's crucial. Look, we started in the hardest place, aviation, in 2010 in a partnership with the Department of Homeland Security. We're something called Safety Act Certified, which is a qualified anti-terrorism technology. Those are our roots. That is our DNA. We didn't start by saying, hey, buy bottled water at the corner with Clear, <laughs> and now we're going to do all these other things. So that is foundational. And not only from a cybersecurity perspective, but a privacy and data security. So everything's opt-in. We do not sell or share data. We have a privacy policy that's written for humans. Right? My children need to understand what happens to their data and not legalese 10 scrolls down. So that's foundational to who we are. The next piece I would say, which is an interesting point, which is facial. People's faces are all over the internet. There it is. And so, Unfortunately. You know, to, <laughs> right. And so the question is, how do you, since it's ubiquitous, how do you use it securely in an opt-in uh, active, not passive way with a trusted brand. And that's where I think Clear is even more important because we are a trusted brand, because we do not sell or share data, because we are not passively scanning crowds, but you have actively opted in and know what you opted in for. I actually think it's a significantly better system. So cyber and privacy and data security are in our roots, but also we have a brand that's continually communicating uh, about privacy, data security, and what we're doing.
So um, I, I think you're exactly right, which is why I think it's a little scary when hundreds of little companies are starting and everyone's giving them little pieces of data. I think it is much better also to say, you know, we store as little data as possible. And what we're doing is building secure integrations and secure links. We're not holding your boarding pass. We're saying, hey, Delta Airlines, we have Sean here. Is he allowed to fly? And it's definitely Sean. So also how we've constructed it is, is in service of privacy and data security. I'm glad you built out that point. I think that's the, the, the important connection. Right. It's right? not the database of all the things about you. It's this is definitively you and then building those integrations, those pipes, and that two-sided market, right? You want a cruise to use it, and you want customers to use it, and then you want to put them together. Fantastic. Subscription travel is something that we've covered intensively at Skiff. There's a, a dozen some companies that... Uh, are in the subscription travel space. We heard earlier from uh, uh, Steve Coffer of TripAdvisor talking about their attempt. And Clear is a, a subscription model. Um, about 70% of your signups at the time of your IPO uh, release were at airports. So how does it, how does, what, what works well for conversion for Clear? Because if I sign up for Netflix or for Amazon Prime, I instantly get a payoff from having signed up for that membership. And so but if I'm so, what is what is yeah. the conversion sign-up? Well, I think that's a great question because we did model. So we have two parts of our business. We have the subscription-based travel. Health Pass is free to consumers, and then the partners pay clear, and that's really important from a consumer perspective. And then if you enroll at the airport, you're already enrolled in everything else if you want to be. Um, we modeled what we do at the airport after Netflix or Amazon Prime or Spotify, which is free one-month trial. So if you enroll at the airport, you can enroll for free. Try it. And that, or now it's free two week trial. And, uh, and then you try it and use it immediately. And so what you often find is that people will literally come, enroll, use it and have made their flight, right? So seeing is believing, experiencing it. Uh, you know, we used to say nobody wakes up and says, I got to get myself some biometric identity today. That's, that's not like a Googleable thing. And so getting to the airport and seeing the clear ambassadors who we think we've sort of built a genius bar in the airports, which is people bring technology to life. You can't just say like, here, go, trust it, use it. We have these amazing ambassadors in the airport across the country who bring the technology to life, who explain it, who help enroll. And then to be able to use it, that is instant gratification. And so we have very strong conversion uh, from the free to paid product. And I just have to say, uh, I was in Orlando this week at the airport. It's an incredibly exciting time in travel, uh, you know, coming back better. The Orlando airport was busy in the middle of the day. Okay. And I think the joy and the appreciation that people have for travel and what I like about subscription travel, not just clear, but others is some level of predictability and consistency. Again, that you experience in other places now coming to the travel industry. So you expect to see more subscription travel models be experimented and possibly take off? I do. I think the travel industry is a unbelievable, in, an important industry and can look to other businesses to redefine itself. And I mean, at some level, timeshares were sort of subscription based. And so I do. And I think the way people are going to work and travel, they want some sort of pricing certainty. It's a yeah, little random for today. Sure. Um, I'll remind people, if you have any audience questions, feel free to put them in the app uh, and we'll get to them. Uh, I wanted to build on that because I understand in the beginning, Clear would have gone to airports and say, we'll pay you to let us have signups. Is there a, are you getting to a point now, because airports, you add a level of efficiency to the process. Are any airports actually paying you to sell? Uh, the answer to that is no. 
And I love our model. I love our model because we're partnering with airports and cities. We are enhancing security, creating jobs, delighting customers, and, uh, and, and making the travel experience better. And we, we share revenues with them. And so I do think it's a win-win. And I think it's never been more important for airports to be able to invest you know, and, and ensure that they are great places for people to come and, sure. and transit. So one last thing on the subscription model. So for a company like Netflix, you know, the thing that they're looking at is churn. But churn is a lagging thing. If someone drops the subscription, it's too late at that point. What is a metric at Clear that you can track so you know whether the user is likely to be lost? Uh, we look at utilization. Okay. Um, at, we look at NPS score. We are obsessed with the member experience, so we're looking at NPS score. Uh, if you are clear members, you get surveys, and we read them, and we look at them, and we crunch that data. Uh, we use service tools like Medallia to see real-time feedback, and you're putting this whole mosaic together. So it's the quantitative, it's the qualitative. Retention is crucial. Winbacks and reactivation. So we look at many metrics. And uh, again, right now, just incredibly excited about what we're seeing in the travel industry. Travelers are traveling, whether it be for leisure or business, just a few interesting stats. People are staying, their, their median uh, stay is twice as long. Uh, this is during what right period now. of time, right now? Okay. Right now. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at the hybrid work environment, mm -hmm. um, they are tra weekend travels up by 20%. I think travel patterns are going to change, but holistically, I think more people are going to be traveling and appreciating frictionless home-to-gate experiences more than ever. So Cool. Yeah. We have some audience questions. Um, do you think passports could be digitized, and how far away are we from that? Yes. So uh, to speak our own book, if you go to the ClearPass app, which is a separate app from Clear, you can download for free your passport, digitize it, not download it, but connect it and digitize it and use it to get back into the country quickly. So right now that's obviously a two-step process, but uh, passports have chips in them that phones can read, so you could digitize it. So from a digital issuance perspective, sort of like today, if you get a credit card, it's entered into your Apple wallet or your... Um, other digital wallets, and, uh, and sent to you physically. I expect the same thing with passports. All of these physical records are just physical manifestations of digital records. All the cards in your wallet are obviously held digitally. You should just be able to connect to them digitally. Mm -hmm. An audience member is asking, can we please get the US government on board with this right now, similar to what's happening in the European Union? Are those conversations happening at the federal level? <laughs> So we're 18 months into this. Um, there are conversations at the federal, the state, the local. They're all different, all moving forward at different, uh, you know, it is hard. Uh, but I think the answer is, the con to answer the question, the conversations are happening. I think that there is, are, are initiatives like the vaccine credential initiative where a lot of people, including CLEAR, have come on board. And so I think that there are strong public-private partnerships being forged, and I'm I have to say, I think at the federal level, many people have been working really hard on making good strides. I don't see us having one standardized solution as opposed to a standard that people have to meet. And I think those standards with smart QR codes and the vaccine credential initiative are happening. How, so you, the Marriott CEO was on stage and he had just been back from Europe and, and he then spoke to the Commerce Secretary in the U.S., and he was like, in Europe, they've got their act together much better than here. Oh, do you think, are we, just to draw out that point a little yeah. bit more, do you think, if we have the standards, as you say, and they're building on it, but where will it be filled out? What's the timeline? 
I don't know. Look, first of all, the Commerce Secretary, Secretary Raimundo, she's fabulous. <laughs> um, I met her. I was really impressed with her. Uh, um, look, I think, you know, we're partnered with the city of San Francisco, L.A. You're going to see more city partnerships coming. Look, at this is a complicated country, and I think that trying to forge and force a federal response as opposed to a federal standard, which I think they've done, and building public-private partnerships, it's getting there, right? I mean, we're building partnerships with the, the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders, NBA, Major League Baseball. Like, teams are coming on board. I think we've gone from epidemic to endemic. I think standards are coalescing. And I, and I look and say, it's happening. Schools are back. Restaurants are open. Broadway restarted. We're all, not all, but lots of us are sitting here <laughs> and people are in their offices or at home. I, you know, I, it's happening. Not as quickly as any of us would like, but. Okay. Uh, do you have everything you need in your platform, or do you need to do any mergers and acquisitions, especially as you, you seek to expand internationally? I think it's an exciting time, both domestically and internationally, and certainly one of the reasons uh, why we went public was to accelerate our growth and our opportunities, and uh, we are seeing those opportunities around the world today. Okay. And lastly, uh, you, 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 bought, you essentially got into clear at, at the tail end of the financial crisis, then you then were hit by the pandemic crisis. Is there any sort of leadership lesson that you've kind of drawn out of that about how you interacted, how you got the team on board or yeah. how you handled anything? Yeah. I'm a girl who likes a crisis. <laughs> um, yeah, look, from crisis comes opportunity and keeping a cool head, keeping your team together, looking around corners, not burying your head in the sand and being extraordinarily communicative as we all sat, you know, in our living rooms with our puppies and our babies. And, um, you know, we got on Zoom every morning at 8 a.m. We started, a, a, you know, an initiative to create Health Pass, and it was to look around corners and to ensure that you have a culture that embraces change, which is one of our core values, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the only thing certain is change and a balance sheet to withstand it. And, and a business model. And with those things in place, we went to work. And so I've learned a lot from the mistakes of the past and I'm humbled by them and really proud of the culture that we've had since 2010, because uh, you're right, Clear was actually born originally out of 9-11 through a public-private partnership. Um, cooler heads prevail and a team that stays together and is highly communicative and is thinking about solutions with that growth mindset. Growth mindset and the balance sheet to back it. Yes. Thank you, Karen, so much. Thank you. Really appreciate you coming out. <laughs>